Good morning. It is Tuesday, November 21st. It is five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Now, we talked about this a little bit last hour, but Donald Trump yesterday was asking that his party stop hosting debates for Republican presidential rivals or that it be revamped. He was truthing out. He was talking about the polls that were were released and that he was saying that they were the best ever with him at 67 percent followed by Rhonda Santis at nine percent bird brain at eight <laughs> percent I think I think he means Nikki Haley and then uh Vivek Ramaswamy at five percent and Chris Christie dead in the water a total loser that's okay. what Trump said so here's the only problem with all of this Casey mm-hmm. which is Trump put Nikki Haley in an incredibly important position uh you're talking about ambassador UN ambassador yes. yeah he almost picked Chris Christie to be his vice president. Mm-hmm. It came down to Christie and Newt Gingrich and Mike Pence. Boy, three terrible choices there, and he picked the probably the worst of the three. But he does this all the time, where he will put people in these positions of power and influence and then act like, you know, he does these nicknames for them mm-hmm. or whatever. And Look, say what you want about me. I am consistent in my views on people. I am consistent in, you know, what I say and what I think about them. Trump, it makes it, and everything, nothing sticks to him. You know, he's he's Teflon Don. Mm -hmm. Nothing ever sticks to him. But it's like, dude, you picked her for one of the most important positions in your administration which is the head of the the un ambassador Mm -hmm. and to call her bird brain well what does that say about you yeah and your selection of her so he went on to of course call joe biden crooked joe biden and then he said that the rnc must save money on the lowest ever ratings debate well it's not necessarily the rnc paying for it it's the media outlets that are fronting all of the airtime and hosts sure and and the fact that he's it's one thing for him to be against participating. Mm-hmm. That's bad enough. It's another thing for you to be against somebody choosing to be transparent, which is what this is. Debates are about transparency. Debates are about here's my view of the country or the state or the city or whatever it is you want to lord over people on. And in the case of if you're an incumbent or a previously uh, previous office holder like Trump, you, you know, talk about your previous record and accomplishments or shortcomings. And the fact that not only does he not want to participate in these, which is his right as a candidate, there's nothing that says you have to be transparent or spell out what you want to do for society. But the fact that you are going out of your way to lament the fact that others like to do that. It really says a lot about Trump. He says, use it against the Democrats to stop the steal. If not, revamp the RNC now. And to your point, he's the one who put Rona Ronna McDaniel in that position as the RNC chair. And now he's calling to revamp the RNC. Wouldn't it start with her? Well, it's it's all of these things. He was for Kevin McCarthy, Rona Ronna McDaniel. He put Dan Coates in a position of of influence. He put Mitch McConnell's wife in his cabinet. I mean, this is... I hope, and I, I don't have faith that this will happen, but I hope if if he is the president, if he becomes the president, that we he will have learned from this mistake <laughs> and he will put better people in these positions who will 
not be loyal to him, but be loyal to the American people. And this is also what concerns me, because with Trump, it is all about Trump. And the government should be loyal to its people, not any office holder, not any candidate. The government should be loyal to its people and upholding the Constitution and the liberties and the freedoms and the the rules and regulations and requirements in set in their, their forth, right? And with Trump, I just... I have, I have no idea what his worldview is going forward. I have no idea what specific things he wants to do. I have no idea what a, a, a cabinet looks like. And this is what he needs to get through his head, not because I'm saying it, but because the reality is the reason he won in 2016 was people could see the world with him as president. Not, not a reality TV star being president, but... What does the world look like with a, uh, an actually secure southern border? Mm-hmm. What does the world look like with fair trade policies with China? What does the world look like with a competitive corporate tax rate that encourages businesses to stay here and not go overseas? People heard those things. They saw those things. And then when you couple them with how much people hated Hillary, they were willing to vote and take a flyer on Donald Trump. People hate Biden. For a different reason, but the same way they hated Hillary. The negatives are in, in, in the polling. But Trump has not offered the vision where you see what the world looks like with him as president. Okay, so he definitely has a good sense of humor because yesterday on Biden's birthday, his doctors issued a good bill of health oh, for him. How exciting. Uh, he's totally trolling. Biden, isn't he? I mean, his his doctor released a statement saying cardiovascular studies are all normal. Cancer screening tests are all negative. President Trump has reduced his weight because didn't we see that his weight at one point, he said it was 215 when, <laughs> when, when the mugshot was that's released? Right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, but his doctor said that through improved diet and continued daily physical activity and maintaining a rigorous schedule, uh-huh. uh, Donald Donald Trump is in excellent health. Um, okay, did you see Biden's birthday cake? <laughs> yeah, and I also saw the memes. It had a ton of candles on it. Yeah, it was on fire. It was on fire. It was on fire. And a lot of people were saying, just like America. He's so old mm-hmm. that they lit it on fire. Okay, here's a question for you, Casey. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know this. In our house, we don't really do birthdays. Yeah. My theory on birthdays is if you're going to celebrate someone's birthday celebrate the mother because the mother did all the actual work i think that same thing really that's so interesting i've yes i have since i stopped having like birthdays at probably about 13 like in the sense of hey let's have a party or make a huge deal out of it Mm -hmm. and i mean people would my family would acknowledge it's my birthday here's a card Mm -hmm. whatever but i don't know maybe it's 14 doesn't matter anyway about the time it started donning it's like i didn't do anything Mm -hmm. The, you know, God told me to come out and I came out mm-hmm. and my mom did all the actual work. Like I think of Olivia, she's going to have a first birthday. Gabrielle did all the actual work. <laughs> I just sat there and I didn't do anything. Hey, you're doing a great job. All 24 <laughs> hours of this birth. Outstanding job. So uh, do, in your house, do you make a big deal out of birthdays? No, not necessarily. Not big deals. I mean, obviously, uh, we make a bigger deal out of my daughter's birthday than our own because I, I'm a grown-ass adult. Well, I so don't, is she. I don't need a bounce house. So is she. Correct. And so as she gets older and older, it becomes less of a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, we acknowledge it, and I'm 
very grateful and happy that she's with us, but um, it it's 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 not it's not that big of a deal anymore. So for my dad's birthday, he just recently had a birthday. Was it a milestone birthday? Uh, you're never supposed to ask a man his age, Casey. Oh, <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> it was his 29th no dates, birthday. No waits. Got it. Uh-huh. His 29th again. Uh-huh. The uh, annual. Uh, um. <laughs> He's like me. He celebrates that too. That's uh, fantastic. So uh, instead of like getting a cake, I did not get him a cake. We just took him out to dinner Mm -hmm. is that fair oh yeah because we don't do gifts right and i thought what was the point with the cake because if i was going to put the candles on it it would look like biden's cake well i'm i'm you may not know this but i'm a little bit more seasoned than you absolutely yes casey and and i'm i'm to the age where i like and this will sound wrong edibles i don't mean cannabis but i mean things that you can consumables yeah because i don't need more things right in fact i've stopped buying things and stuff. I get rid of things and stuff. So I like to have consumables, things that you can, uh, you know, eat. Yes. Or a candle that you can light that will go away after a while. Um, Things that you use, but not just more trinkets and stuff that eventually I'm just going to have to get rid of. Okay, so I have to tell you the story. You're going to love this because you have been in my dad's house. Yeah. Um, He doesn't need more stuff and things. It's going to be on an episode of Hoarders. It's got newspapers from the 30s. By the way, he has a really cute picture of Rob on the mantle. It's like, it's like you can totally tell you're an only child because there's pictures of Rob everywhere. So, so, so obviously now there is a small, uh, my dad is a gun enthusiast, as you know. Yes, I feel very protected at his Casey house. Casey was like, when announced, he's like, look at all the firepower readily available at any look given time. Look at look at the weapon there on the side table next to the couch. So obviously there is now a small child readily in yeah. the house. And so uh, my dad, obviously is a formal, former federal law enforcement officer, is not only a gun enthusiast, but knows proper gun safety, gun etiquette, gun mm-hmm. protection, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So he said, okay, hey, I've got to get um I've gotta get something to protect these weapons. So he gets this, it looks like a like a like a book, Casey, mm-hmm. but when you open it, it's clearly a place to place your firearm that you can secure. Well, on the outside of it, the book, the title of the book is <laughs> Bedtime Stories for Unwelcomed Guests. <laughs> and my wife was over yesterday and she goes, oh my gosh, is this a children's story no. for Livy? And she opens it up. At the- <laughs> uh, nope. Nope. That is nothing for Livy. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Eventually, she'll get to the age. Uh, uh, but anyway, so I don't know how, how that we go. Oh, Biden's birthday. That's how we got out of the, yeah. the hell out of Did you hear how he was messing up? Not only, it was like a combination of messing up Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and Britney Spears all in one sentence. How did he manage <laughs> to do it? Well, he did. Now, just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds in competition. They had to work hard to show patience and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. Mm -hmm. You could say even this harder than getting a a ticket to the Renaissance tour or 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 Britney's tour. She's down in it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. 
Okay, the Renaissance tour was Beyonce, which is over, by the way. Taylor Swift is the one who is down in uh, Brazil. Brazil. And Britney's not on tour at all. Do we have that again? That might be worth just the part where he starts confusing everyone. Harder than getting a a ticket to the Renaissance tour or, or, or Britney's tour. She's down in... It's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Britney. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the last time? Br- I know Britney Spears did a like a residency in Vegas for right. quite some time. I, when is the last time Britney Spears was actually on tour. toured? Yeah, I mean he's trying See, to filibuster Casey. I'll look this up. He's trying to sound cool and with it a few things that are old but are actually younger than Joe Biden. Velcro. Super glue, <laughs> McDonald's. Okay, so hula the, hoops. Now this is this the is, Barbie doll. This is from. September 11th, 2022. So if there was some tour this year, let me know. But this mm-hmm. is the last time Britney Spears toured live was December 31st, 2000, performed live. Sorry, not tour, performed live was December 31st, 2017 in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> so mean, it's been a while. So he is, not that he would know anyway. No. Do you think Joe Biden knows who Beyonce is? Right. I mean, he's just, again, he's trying to connect and sound true, cool, true, and he's messing it up all over the true place. True story. Yeah. If you put Beyonce and Moesha <laughs> next to each other and said, told Joe Biden, mm-hmm. pick one, which one is Beyonce and which one is Moesha, mm-hmm. or if you put uh, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera next to each other, right. or if you put Taylor Swift and, hell, I don't know, who's Miley Cyrus next to each other, what are the odds he could get two out of three of those right? Right. Or know any of their music. No way. No way. They sent him out there with something to say, and he couldn't do it. Did you hear what he said? They sang birthday to me. <laughs> they, they sang birthday. I love them. <laughs> well, I got to meet the entire family. And by the way, I, it's my birthday today, and they can actually sing birthday to me. They sang birthday. He's talking about the turkeys. The turkeys sang birthday to him. <laughs> it is... <laughs> What? <laughs> okay, Hammer, I know you can hear us back there in your studio. This has to be, because they're doing Biden Madness again Are they? next year, I think he said. Yeah. That has to be, they sang birthday to me. <laughs> that has to that's up there with happy birthday. They valve it. Yes. It is 19 after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Of all the insulting mm-hmm. stuff we play on this show about mostly me, because mm-hmm. everyone likes you. Yeah. I think that's... Naturally. Th- <laughs> the way he says it, it's with so much conviction. It is. And- He's so mad about a radio show. Yeah. You can stick it in yourself because you're done. Stick a fork in yourself because you're done. Why? Casey, you've been around this business mm-hmm. longer than I have. Mm-hmm. You've had much more success than I've had. Mm-hmm. You've been in management mm-hmm. uh, much more than I have. Do you know that I uh, once programmed 14 radio stations? At the same ar- time? Yes, or at the same time across the great state of Indiana. How does that even work? It's a lot of uh, traveling in the car. I would start out in South Bend and oh, go wait, down to Lafayette and then Bloomington and Fort Wayne. And Wait, wait. It wasn't like you just, they were all at, in some large no. headquarter. You had to actually go to yeah. the studio. Yeah. 
Yeah. And did people stand up straight when you were there because the boss is the boss is here? <laughs> no, but they would uh, they would get their Pepsi can out of the studio. <laughs> oh, did you have a no no beverages, a no drink policy in the studio? Most studios do because uh, you might accidentally from time to time oh, yeah. spill your beverage on yeah. the equipment. Uh, yeah, there's a coffee stain on the board. Someone <laughs> spilled coffee one time. Kevin, shh. No, it wasn't from it wasn't from anyone in here. This was from years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so uh, w- w- so you know radio better than just about anyone in this in this building. I'd no, put, I don't I'd, know about I'd, that. I put your actual <laughs> knowledge of execution of radio and its and its listeners and et cetera up mm-hmm. against anybody else in this building. Period. Why? <laughs> Why are people like that? Do they not know mm. that they have at any time the ability to change the radio station? Yeah. If indeed they are so mad, or they, turn it off. Well, they feel compelled to yeah. call and say, "Stick a fork in yourself." Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the old Howard Stern line, right? Why do you listen? Because I want to know what they're going to say next. But you hate him. Why do you listen? Because but, I want to know what they're going to say next. But wasn't he the guy that was all over the map? Like, mm-hmm. at first he blamed you for the demise of me, and then he blamed me for the demise of you. Mm-hmm. And then wasn't he just all <laughs> over the map on this? Maybe, yeah. he, maybe he just likes to hear himself talk. Didn't Casey call him out one time? Yeah. yeah you were addre- pretty brutal. Yeah, you addressed him. Yeah. He totally flipped, and then he was like a big fan of yeah. yours. He just wanted to be smacked down by Nanny. That's all. <laughs> It was. Yeah, I guess, I guess it so. was. Hey, I want to play this audio clip. Um, this was uh, Biden's inflation crisis hitting family farms especially hard. And this was on the CBS Evening News. And here we have an Indiana farmer who was featured. And he's talking about Bidenomics and how inflation is, infect- is affecting his farm. Greg Gunthorpe says inflation just won't quit, hitting the farm's bottom line. Oh, inflation has drastically impacted, uh, you know, our cost of production. Small uh, family farms have a difficult time figuring out where we fit in in the future in this with all of this inflation. Mm hmm. Yeah, so inflation affecting everything. And the big thing when it comes to the farms is the feed that they give to their animals. It is. And the fertilizer. Well, it is fascinating how much, I mean, there are certain, uh, you may know this, Casey, I'm a bit of a creature of habit. Mm -hmm. tend to just do the same thing day after day after day. And I eat the same stuff basically every week. Mm -hmm. And it is fascinating to look at things. And I am, as you know, I am a, I'm fairly attuned to what's going on with my monies. And so I used to know exactly what things would cost at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And to see in two years time, how much more expensive things are. And I, I, I'm able to go work a second job. My wife is, is, physically capable of working and she does but i worry so so much and so much of what we do here and what we talk about are these types of people the people the fixed income people the senior citizens the the people who may have some sort of disability that actually precludes them from working i worry about how those people are going to continue to live any sort of anything that resembles a, a quality of life they've known for most of their existence. We're not talking about people who jet off to the, you know, the, the you know, France or and have themselves a great. We're talking about people who have lived 
responsible middle-class existences who are going to be forced out of that. Yeah, and you're talking about generations of farms that are disappearing, not only because of the land grab, because of the government, but because they're being priced out. Yeah. They can't do it anymore. You've got year-over-year uh, year food inflation, meat up 4%, eggs 22%, cereal 2.5%, milk 1.6%, fruits and veggies one point uh, up 1%, and even the coffee that I may or may not have uh, dribbled on some equipment here at WIBC up four uh, percent. So everything across the board uh, when, being when, raised due to Biden. When she says dribble, she means like she took the coffee cup and just started <laughs> pouring it in a fit of rage all not. over the board. I did not. And I she felt was like, awful. But you know what I did do? So that was an accident. Yeah. It was uh, it was shocking to me. But I owned up to it. You did. I I, told, I I urge you to cover it up. I I cleaned up my mess and then I owned up to it to everybody that needed to know, yeah, including you all the way to the top management. You absolutely did. I and didn't try to blame it on anybody else. I I'm, didn't try to hide from it. We had a plan to pin it on Kevin or Nigel mm-hmm. and it would have mm-hmm. totally worked and <laughs> yeah. you were not willing to go the low road. I went through the three-step process. Yeah. I owned it. I apologized yeah. and then I took corrective action and I don't put my and, coffee in that and this spot is while anymore. You know, my soda is never anywhere near an electronic right. of any sort. If you mess up any equipment, it's going to be your own cell phone. Yeah, that's because right. That's the closest Absolutely. thing it's near. All right, we've got some voicemails coming up next from 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317 559 Pain. If you'd like to contribute, we're looking for questions, comments, smart remarks, whatever you'd like to contribute. It is time for your voicemail. You were so worried today's show was going to suck, and it has been one of the best shows we've ever done. Banger, hasn't it? You were like, oh, it's going to be such a slow news day. It was kind of a slow news day. But I told you, I said, it'll be fine, Casey. Some of the best shows we do is where we just improvise. (laughs) We don't plan. Well, that means tomorrow's going to be awesome, because you know what? How much planning I'm going to put into tomorrow's show? Yeah. Not a whole lot. About the same I used to do every day before I gave the show to you yeah <laughs> if you're expecting uh, a lot of analysis and heavy news stories don't uh, don't come looking here tomorrow because uh, you'll be sorely disappointed okay let's get to some voicemails and i love this first phone call you know why rob why first time caller oh how exciting yeah love that. um and uh we were talking about yesterday uh, travel agents. Yeah. Uh, there was travel agents and um, notaries, and there was realtors and realtors. Uh, jobs that are the most googled. Yeah. That don't need a degree. Yeah. And somebody wanted to call and comment about travel agents. Hey, Kendall and Casey. My name is Amber. I was just listening to your show where you were talking about travel agents, and I owned a very successful travel agency up until COVID hit, um, but I have continued as an agent. Um, During that time, we were selling multi-million dollars worth of travel every year, mostly to Disney, um, Universal, family destinations, um, places like that. But a little known fact is most travel agents actually don't charge a fee. Um, The companies build in a fee for travel agents, and so you're actually paying for a travel agent whether you use one or not. So places like 
Disney or Universal or the cruise lines will build in anywhere between 5 to 15% of the price, and that automatically goes towards the travel agency. Now, there are definitely some travel agents that do, that do um, charge a fee based on um, what their commission would be from the company. So, for example, if you are buying travel, um, say, just on an airline, um, domestically, you're not going to make any commission on that. So there are there are times when a travel agency may charge a fee, but lots of travel agencies don't. So wow. next time you're going on a trip, you may want to look at using a travel agent wow. to help you with all those little details. We'll have to price it out and How see exciting. see if it's cheaper. But the one thing that I noticed from her phone call, I don't know if you picked up on this. She said it right in the beginning. She used to own a very successful yes. travel agency until COVID. Yes. Uh, it turns out, I guess, shutting down businesses mm-hmm. and society makes it very hard for people who spent their lives planning and doing mm-hmm. something the right way building up a business but you know who didn't lose their business you know who didn't lose their jobs you know who didn't lose their pay you know who didn't lose any of their benefits or lose their spot bonuses yeah, probably yeah yeah. The, yeah the people right down the street from us yeah. here at the state government and the yeah. lawmakers and i mean here is so i know the lady didn't call for this but the, let's pivot into this this is where you got to decide how much of this crap you're going to take because that lady got her life destroyed because of the people down the street from us who didn't feel any pain. And yet, it doesn't seem like people got all that mad about it. Now, there are certainly people who are fired up. There are certainly people who listen to the show who are fired up. But as a collective, mm-hmm. not only did most of these people not get any sort of backlash or not get voted out, there was just like minimal backlash mm-hmm. from so many people. And it was just like, why was this? Why? Why did you allow society to treat you this way? And I think the answer is because they paid people to stay at home, and now everyone is paying for that. But because they recognize the people are apathetic and uninformed, and because of the public education system being dumbed down, you can't, people aren't capable of putting the connection together. They just, they get away with it. They just get away with it. Uh, Sunday is supposed to be the, one of the biggest travel days of the year, by the way post Thanksgiving end, yeah. of, end of the week. Is that because people are coming home? Yeah. From wherever they're heading off What's to. What's the furthest trip you've ever made for Thanksgiving? Well, I used to do a regular trip from South Bend to St. Louis. Yeah. That was that was always a, yeah, a regular okay, that's, thing. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good trip. Six hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um through the snow many times. Oh yeah. Uh what about you? I think I went to Michigan one time. Where in Michigan? Uh, it was just outside of uh, Detroit. Okay. All right. So that's from, from Indy? Yeah. A four or five hour drive. Seems about right. When, yeah. You know when you're a kid, mm-hmm. time, there is no relevance to time. Like you're, you're <laughs> capable of plotting. Um, this is one of the things I write to my daughter about in her journal. For those of you who are new listeners, every day I write at least two or three paragraphs in a journal to my daughter. I started it the day we found out that she was a girl mm-hmm. and I will continue it. I don't know. I'll probably continue it until the day she graduates high school and then hand them over to her and say, here is your life in the thoughts of your father. And that's one of the things that I talked to her about is how when she reads these, eventually she will be becoming an adult. She'll be 18 ish years old she Mm -hmm. will be transitioning from childhood to adulthood and so i think a lot of these thoughts kind of deal with i try to deal with both things so it's so weird to write to it you know 
a five-month-old baby and picture what's going to be relevant to her at 18 years old. But that's one of the things I've written to her is about how the relevance of stuff and the relevance of, of things that will suddenly become very important to you or become meaningful to you and part of your childhood is you are void of those responsibilities of which to know like you you go on a trip as a kid someone just gets you there right there is no planning there is no forethought there is no gps you just go like as a kid i would get in the back with my little game boy player or my little starting lineup uh, electronic set and it could have been 30 minutes or it could have been 30 hours and you'll end up there <laughs> when you end up there mm-hmm. but as an adult you're like how far of a trip was that yes. hell i don't know Casey was eight years old. I don't. It could have been three hours or three weeks. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's adulting. Hey, some advice when you're writing to your daughter. Every now and then, you should write down the price of things. Oh, that's interesting. To see, you know, as she grows older. Here's the problem I have, Casey. Change. I have terrible handwriting. Yeah. And um, my well, ri- well, by then AI can just you well, know take it and type it I'm out d- for you. Torn on this because yeah. I write so much that it was like it would take me forever i have okay handwriting if i really take my time Mm -hmm. but i I write so much that it would take forever for me to take time and i just simply don't have time you know i a lot try to lot 10 or 15 minutes a day to do this and i look back on it and i'm like this is some really brilliant writing and i i just wish i was as smart as a kid or as a young adult as i am today but man my handwriting is just it's awful, Casey. It's just if, awful. If you need a scribe, let me know. Oh, am I just going to read it to you? Yeah, you'll, gonna, read, out, you'll, 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 you'll read out loud and I'll write it down with my perfect handwriting. <laughs> Kevin's doing anything for a, a side hustle. Yeah. Okay, if we've got time, oh boy. Let's let's go um, air the one that just says show, Kevin. If we can do that. I just wanted to say that I think the show is probably the best of the WIBC oh, package you. in terms of talking. And wanted to wish you all a uh, happy Thanksgiving. So that well, uh, thank you. Yeah, that that other guy that said put a fork in us, we're done. <laughs> There's the counterbalance to it. That caller thinks that we're the best show. And I, uh, it's hard to disagree with a guy of that clearly immense mm-hmm. IQ and and mental magnitude. That's just how do you go against that? Yeah, uh, Kevin, what do we have another minute left? We have time for yeah. one more. Okay, how about the one that's called hair? <laughs> Somebody called with a uh, a public service announcement, and this is about uh, Mike Pence. I implore you to do a public service announcement. Had you have been watching Hannity a few days ago, Mike Pence and his daughter were on there. You would please start a GoFundMe so that that girl can afford a comb and brush to take care of her hair. Uh, I took a picture of it on my TV because it was ungodly uh, to see. Couldn't even believe it. Thank you very much. I didn't see it. I, I didn't either. And you know my rule, Casey. You family, don't notice people's fa- appearances. Well, I don't notice people's appearances and family members are off limits mm-hmm. unless they get engaged in the process. And as far as I know, uh, Mike Pence's daughter has not engaged in any in, sort of political right, the process. Political field. So uh, her hair, bad or otherwise, mm-hmm. will be off limits. It'll be off limits on this show, Casey. Okay, we've got Abdul who's going to join us next. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Show. I'm Rob Casey's here at Oh Casey. I can't think of a better way to wrap up our show today. Mm-hmm. I know I'm thankful for him, and you are too. Gobble, gobble, the one and only Abdul Akim Shabazz. How are you, my friend? Doing good. I hope, hope, hope everyone is doing well this morning. Uh, we are. Now, today is Org Day, Casey, and that's a big day over at the Indiana General Assembly. It's where all of our rowdy, elitist friends at 200 West Washington get together, and they do what today, Abdul? <laughs> they basically they get organized. Uh, organization Day, uh, sort of a very ceremonial, uh, about two, three weeks after every uh, election, lawmakers will get together, uh, they'll pick their leadership, you know, speaker, you know, minority leaders and caucuses, the whole the whole nine yards. So not not a whole lot of, not a whole lot happens legislatively, so to speak. However, what does happen on occasion is that lawmakers will spell out what, what their agenda is going to be for for the next session. Uh, for example, yesterday the Indiana Chamber did sort of a legislative preview we looked at what are going to be possible issues. Uh, one thing that I think all parties are, are in agreement with, or at least the Republican leadership is, no one wants a real aggressive legislative agenda. Because, number one, they were just here you know, six months ago, and none of really had time to sort of kick in yet. Um, so, so there's that perspective. Number two, after everything lawmakers have done for a while, like, hey, well, hey, how about we just ease off the brakes a little bit? Now, that doesn't mean that there uh, won't be other issues addressed. Uh, for example, uh, reading is going to be a major issue here in Indiana because Indiana is so behind when it comes to reading, particularly uh, early and early child education, and also uh, truancy. Uh, that is a uh, major issue here uh, in Indiana because um, obviously truancy hurt during the pandemic, but it hasn't it hasn't really improved. As a matter of fact, it's only gotten worse uh, in some circles. So I, I love that there. I, 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 I think you see that now. One one bill that one one legislation that you will not see is gaming. Uh, as Rod Bray told us yesterday, don't bet on it. Not going to happen because of Representative Sean Eberhardt and, and his plea bargain deal with the gaming industry and, and the FBI is so sniffing around. I love that they're concerned about truancy where for essentially two years they told people coming to school in person isn't all that big of a deal, Casey. And now mm-hmm. they're like, oh, my gosh, people aren't coming to school anymore. We must do something about this. Uh, Abdul's our guest. Casey, go ahead. Yeah, first of all, they don't want him at school because of COVID. And then they're like, wait a minute, where did you guys go? So, Abdul, my question for you is, how do they prioritize what they're going to work on with this organization day? Uh, you do a number of different things. Uh, number one, you had uh, there's sort of issues that are sort of always out there, like, say, your property tax issues that are just sort of recurring in perpetuity. But also you had what's called summer study committees. That's where lawmakers you know, looked at certain issues, came with recommendations, so those bills will get introduced. Also, it's uh, they talk to caucuses. You know, obviously, you know, the quote-unquote the, the lobbyist community they have their interests as well. So it, it's a classic. Hey, what can we what can we all agree on? And what can we get thing? What can we get done? Particularly in a short section during an election year where we don't want any drama, but drama is probably going to happen anyway. So yeah. is there anybody in the legislation that has a little bit more say over what's get prioritized than somebody else? Oh uh, yeah, uh, House and Senate uh, House Speaker Todd Houston, uh, Senate President Pro Tem Rod Braid. You know they're they're Republican le- Republican leaders of the House and Senate. So in a nutshell, they can sort of decide. Uh, in a nutshell, uh, at the end of the day, what's going to happen and what won't happen. Now, with that said, though, they tend to lead by consensus. So 
Rado talked to his people, Red, uh, and Todd will talk to his people, and then they'll sort of make a decision from there and go forward. Yeah, there's a, an article here from the Indiana Capital Chronicle. Here's the headline, Casey. Mm-hmm. Nothing says working for you like this. Less aggressive legislative session coming, State House leaders say. So the Flanders boys have basically said this is summer school next year, right? Rod and Todd have said, uh, we're going to show up. We're going to half-ass this. We're going to check as many boxes as we can and get the heck out of this place. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that. <laughs> However, once again, though, uh, we just had another aggressive session uh, last year. It's an unbudget year, so you're technically not spending any, any real money, so to speak, until until next year. Uh, but you're teeing things up, and also you got an election year too. And who wants to be bothered with all that? But that albatross hanging over your head. Uh, Abdul's our guest. Let's uh, talk about the other big thing. We talked, uh, touched on it with uh, uh, Jim Merritt earlier in the program. We touched on it with Micah earlier in the program. Uh, Destiny Wells not going to be deterred by getting her backside handed to her by Diego in 2022. She said, not only would I have been the best Secretary of State, now I've decided I would be the best Attorney General. Um, look, you got to give her credit. Resounding defeat is not going to stop her, Abdul. Well, no, and a lot of and a lot of elected officials have also actually lost their first races. Uh, then they're going to be more successful the second time around. Now, with that said, Indiana is a Republican state, very Republican leaning. So, uh, if Todd Rakita was to win, yeah, trust me, it will not be because of anything he has done as Attorney General, nor will it be because of his enduring personality. It'll be because he's like Forrest Gump; just have to be in the right place at the right time under the right set of circumstances. So, so let's keep so let's keep that in mind. Number point number one. Point number two, uh, if you are, if, if I could see easily the Indiana Attorney General's race becoming sort of nationalized, because number one, uh, it's a presidential year, so you'll have all that taking place. And also number two, uh, I would look for Todd Rakita to be symbolized as sort of the anti abortion, anti choice candidate. Mm-hmm. Destiny's very, Destiny's very pro choice. I mean, they are what they are, but I expect that to become a major issue in Indiana, uh, come next year. How much and is she going to and people say you can still vote Republican, but if you're pro-choice, take it out on Todd Rakita. Yeah. I, I, the, the commercial writes itself. How much is she going to use the reprimand against Todd Rokita against him? Um, the show, she'll, she'll use the reprimand, but it'll be done differently because most people don't understand how the whole lawyer process works. What she will do is probably write a commercial saying even the Indiana courts had to smack down Todd Rakita. And then probably like a quote or something, and then then the then the source of uh, where they got the information from. But like I said, the the whole reprimand issue uh, takes too long to explain in a thirty second ad. But to say, hey, even the courts thought even the courts thought Todd Rakita went too far. Uh, and of course, what you're talking about is he was reprimanded by the Indiana Supreme Court disciplinary action over comments he made on Fox News about that abortion mm-hmm. doctor who performed the abortion on the little girl from uh, from Ohio. Abdul's with us. Couple minutes left with him. I hate this, Abdul. I hate that I have now been forced to make a choice between a total moron and Todd Rokita and a complete maniac in Destiny wells i hate having to leave my ballot blank so unless the libertarians get me something good what is a poor boy supposed to do well i I know you and i look at politics a little bit differently old friend but i can negotiate with a maniac a moron i can't have any use for um (laughs) that's just that's just number one uh number two um it, it 
you may just have to, if for someone like you who can't send either candidate, you may just leave it blank. I know, and I, that's so where most of there. my ballot is now, and I hate this. I hate this, that, that, that we just keep having horrible, awful choices for these public offices at a local level, at a state level, at a federal level. I just like someone good. Okay, real quick before I let you go, though. There is something a little off about a person who loses so badly to the worst person to ever seek statewide office in Indiana's 207-year history and then goes, you know what? The public wants some more of me. Um, yeah, but at the same time, though, like I said once again, a lot of famous people ran the first time and lost, then they came back to win later on, so we'll see what happens. All right, what are you working on for Saturday, or are you working at all? Uh, Saturday is IU Purdue, so no, I'm not working Saturday. Oh, Thank you very gosh. much. Oh, my gosh, you haven't worked since the Reagan administration. <laughs> <laughs> Abdul, thank you as always. You're the best. Uh, check him out, IndiePolitics.org. Casey, take us home. Thank you, Abdul. Happy Thanksgiving. And thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And, of course, thank you for listening today. We're going to catch you back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.